You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. In typical Flyers fashion, the team beat the Bruins in regulation Saturday only to fall to the lowly Sabres on Sunday in embarrassing fashion. Has Chuck had enough? We certainly have. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and boy am I glad that this season is over. I know technically there's still a chance, but uh, it would take uh, quite a lot for the Flyers to uh, to make the playoffs this year, so pack it in, boys. The rest of the season is just going to be, uh, I don't know, we'll see, I guess. I don't know what the rest of the season is going to be. <laughs> Wait, Allison. Yeah. Wait, I, yeah, let's Hopefully. see. I'll be excited. How many redheads that. can Pe- you get on one team? I'm curious. Not enough. Yeah, about to find out. But uh, I'm Matt Arenic, and literally not a single part of me cared that we lost that game today. So that's that's always good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Mike Zawissa, and after spending an entire day with my little brother and his Zoomer friends, all I can say about this game is, sheesh. <laughs> is a Zoomer just a like a like it's a Gen Z? It's a Gen Z. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know Boomer. I know what a Boomer yeah. is. So Look they at were me. saying that though, Joe. You said that last time. I I'd never heard it, but they yeah. were all doing it. Today, I told non-stop. you. See, yeah. and and you guys make jokes, and I'm an old man. I was ahead of the game there. All right. You were. You were. Well, as we mentioned in in the intro, uh, the Flyers were back to their typical inconsistent self this weekend. Um, we're not going to go. I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time recapping the games. Um, Honestly, you could probably just go back a week and just listen to any podcast and you'd hear us probably saying the same exact thing. So we don't have to spend too much time on that. Uh, before we get into some some funner stuff, some deadline stuff, um, just a quick word from our sponsor. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before and make it rain. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. With DraftKings, payday comes every day. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, gentlemen, they went in regulation against Boston, which I was kind of shocked at. And then in, into, like, the most truest flyer fashion, I don't know about in the entire team's history, but certainly the last couple of years, they blow a third-period lead um, to the Buffalo Sabres and lose the game and essentially close the door on their season. Um, apathy is running high again. This is uh, feels a lot like the Hackstall era, but um, yeah, it just just apathy. 
what, what are your guys' thoughts right now on the uh, on the team? Like I said, you don't have to go too much into the games per se. Just you know, if there's certain players you want to highlight or, or anything like that, please be my guest. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but if they had won today, if they had held on, I would be like gearing up. Oh, they have like, all. all right, of us. here we yeah, go. They would have had like, all. Yeah. Of us. you're not alone. Because yeah. Bruin, the Bruins were losing at some point, like three nothing today, right? What's, they still losing. Uh, I think so. Yeah, last, I don't know if they I still looked. were or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just, I was ready. I was ready for, like, okay, here it is. They, they're coming, like, and they just fooled us, I guess. I don't know. This is a toxic relationship. Yeah, 100%. Being a Flyers fan is, 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 a, is toxic. Yeah. I'm checking on the Bruins score. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Oh, 6 mean, 1 Capitals. Man, Flyers could have really used a win today. That would have put a one, <laughs> two points back. Yep. Yeah, two points back, one game in hand for the Bruins. I mean, I had this conversation briefly with my dad. It's kind of this, one of those things, though, where the question then becomes we draw whoever in the playoffs, and do you think that would be an enjoyable series to watch oh God, no. by we'll any means? Smoked. So yeah. that's kind of like the one saving grace is maybe we can kind of utilize our, our I don't want to say, I guess it will be a lottery pick. I can't, did they change the lottery system where it's like not all top 15? I don't know if that goes into effect this year teams. or next year. I'm not sure. Either way, like hopefully they can maybe use that pick, right, package with something else to, uh, to change up the dynamic of this yeah. team. Um, another thing I, I really ne- couldn't see myself saying going into this year is Nick Abe Kubel. Maybe 13th forward I'd be com- comfortable with, but this season – even though it didn't necessarily directly cost us, like his play has just been, he it's just so frustrating. Like you see the the physicality, you see like the speed and the four checks some nights, and then he just has terrible penalties, no offensive production to the same extent as last year. He's someone who just, I mean, he pretty much lost himself a spot in this roster yeah, going into next 100%. season with his play. Unfortunately, um, good to see Oscar get one. Patty got his first assist in 34 games, which is wild. But again, I mean, we've talked about that enough. I'm not going to go too much into that. But yeah, it's I'm kind of glad that they lost this game because there really isn't much to kind of con- consider now. There's no like, oh, well, what do you think? Like maybe they make a run. There's no making a run now. Yeah. I mean, I, I said that to Joe before you jumped on, Matt, before we started, like, I'm glad this loss came today instead of on whatever day they play the Devils next week because they win today. Like we said, the Bruins lose. They're two points out, and it's like you can justify making a move to uh, bolster this unit, but you lose today again to the worst team in the league, arguably one of the worst teams in NHL history. Like the Sabres are just that bad this year. Um, And... It, it no feels Taylor like, okay, Hall, no Jack Eichel, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feels really like, okay, this is a loss that just the timing of it could kind of tip the scales. We thought that they had done enough transforming of the roster last year, um, and it looked like it had worked going into last year, I should say. Um, but for whatever reason, there's just, I don't know. I, I still don't believe that this team is that far off from being like a solid competitor and everything. I um, won't say contender just yet. I think they've got a lot of great pieces in place, but they just need some new new faces, new blood, uh, a couple of new voices in the locker room to kind of, you know, we see it all the time when a team, the, the Maple Leafs are a great example. I've just been in awe, basically, of this team this year because, I mean, you guys know I've been recording or editing that podcast, mm. producing that podcast for the 
for Jim Taddy, the Maple Leafs guy on TSN. And I mean, it's kind of like a weird talking point, but like there's so many new faces in that locker room on top of the core that's already there, like Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, like it's just, there's Jack Campbell even in that, like, He's playing um, well this year. <laughs> he's playing really. He's ten and zero. I mean, <laughs> there's just eleven now. Damn. Yep. I, there's they they just did a great job bringing in new faces, and sometimes that really helps because when a team's struggling, they get in their own heads. Even especially a team like the Flyers, which it's a really tight locker room. Apparently, a lot of friends on the team. They've been here for a long time. It sucks to like not be doing well with your friends, right? Like it, nothing feels worse than like. You're like, damn, like, why doesn't this feel right? Like, I'm with my best friends. Like, if this should be, this should be going much better, and it's not. Like, that can really mess with your mind. Like, so then bring in a bunch of new faces and be like, hey, like, you know, what's kind of going on here, guys? Like, we gotta, we gotta kind of look at this a different way. So, I, I really think that could help, and I'm hopeful that they can do some stuff one day. I know that I'm definitely going to be, uh, watching TSN trade, trade tracker while I'm working from home. Yeah, I, You know, that, those Maple Leafs teams, I just remember them kind of similar to the Flyers and, and kind of not, where they were just – they were blowing so many big leads. Like, you remember that Boston series. I'll never forget that game seven as long as I live, um, where they just absolutely just fell apart. Like, I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. This Flyers team has a couple of hallmarks like that. Um, not to the same extent, I don't think, but um, – you mentioned like how much it sucks doing, you know, doing poorly with, with your friends and everything like that. And I think this is really a a tight, tight group. Um, mm-hmm. But what can uh, the problem with that can be is sometimes complacency can sit in, and people are just that you know they know, they know each other so well they know they're what they can get away with right. <laughs> it's that's every relationship. Eventually you get lazy, and yep. you know what you get away with, and you know no one's going to challenge you, and. That's it. I mean, it's you hit your ceiling internally. Um, so, you know, five years to the day of Ed Snyder's passing, and this is what the team looks like. He's rolling over in his grave right now with with, with how this team has, has played this year. Um, I've said it from the beginning. I had a bad feeling about the team um, just with the way they were playing in their own zone, and that I don't know what percentage you think has gotten better. If you had to put a grade on it, it has gotten better. I mean, it has it's gotten better. I, it but definitely it, has thirty percent. It got worse though bottom. at one point, and then <laughs> it, it got better. It got but, worse and then got better yeah. again. Um, yeah, I I think um, I think they need, honestly they they really and again this is something we're never going to know right. But Petrangelo, like that's the kind of move they clearly needed to make. They needed a Stanley Cup pedigree voice in that room someone who's gonna who's gonna carry and not just lead by example like g um because apparently that's not enough for these guys some teams that is enough where you can just go out there and you prove your worth by putting it out on the ice apparently for some of these guys that's not enough so they need that and they need someone to i don't know yell or scream or just someone with more cachet i I don't know but they need to go out and and this isn't going to happen at the deadline we'll get into the deadline moves in a minute um but yeah it's just Major off-season off-season moves have to be made. Um, so, we'll see. Any any last thoughts on this team before we kind of get to deadline talk? For do you want to do league talk first and then Flyers talk, or Flyers talk and then league? I prefer the second. Let's start uh start Flyers right. All right. So, yeah, I was gonna say start Flyers just because I 
I think I have something I can kind of draw into that based on what kind of both of you guys said with with Mike talking about the the Maple Leafs and saying how there wasn't like any huge huge moves that were made. Obviously, Kapanen was a move. Um, Johansson was a move. They were cap related, so I I would be willing to think that if they didn't have to trade those two players, they probably wouldn't have. Um, but I agree with Mike. As much as people you see all over Twitter saying like blow it up, like this, that, and the other, that's just not like realistic. Like you think Chuck yeah. Fletcher's sitting there thinking after last year we're one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals that oh, even though we don't agree with the excuses they're tossing out there, that they're just going to blow it up. Like they're going to keep G, they're going to keep Coots, right? They're going to want to resign him. It does have to be just some some moves around the core to reshape it, for the most yeah. part. New faces in the locker room, and that's what I think is going to happen. That's what I hope happens because if it if it doesn't, then I mean they're going to struggle to get fans in the door because oh, the rest of the season is going to be it's going to be tough to watch. Yeah, Let, let's get into let's get into what they can what kind of moves that they can pull off. I mean, in terms of USA UFA, the Flyers have. Obviously, uh, Scott Lawton is the biggest one. Um, his name's been kicking around for a while now. Um, other than that, I mean, Moose is, is a UFA, but they're not. He's not. They're not trading him. That makes zero sense. Uh, Gustafson. Gustafson, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I guess and teams always want depth defensemen. Um, we would definitely have to eat salary, but who cares? We can definitely do that um, for a year, especially. Yeah, you just know. yeah, just yeah. Whatever you can get for him. Taken, taken, and keep moving. Um, Patrick, there's some rumblings about him. I don't. I that's mean, that's what I want to talk about because that, to me, makes no sense. Yeah, even like here's the thing: like I'm not Patrick's biggest fan, and even I don't see like a reason to trade for him. You'd be selling so low that it just it like doesn't as, make as sense. As part of a package, maybe like I would be yeah, if, I wouldn't if, be upset about it. If it's for a much. sweetener to, to get, you know, like a one D or like a Ryan Ellis, fine, do it. But um JT and I were throwing around like last night a couple ideas of what we would be we said like Patrick in you know, Patrick in a pick to get like a Noah Hannafin or something like that. I'd be in on that. Okay. Patrick to get, like, this is not at the deadline, but Patrick in the offseason for the rights for Lane or something like that. Patrick plus, obviously, like a little bit more, but mm. something like that. Like, I, I think there's moves. Every team has a Nolan Patrick type of player where it was like a first-round pick. It had a lot of pedigree, and then it just hasn't worked out for whatever reason with the team. Um, I mean, the only difference I think I can draw, right, is like, okay, he had... I could be completely wrong and we end up wasting whatever value he had, but based on his play this year, he hasn't been playing bad. He just hasn't pro- produced is like, if you're sure. going to be running with like Coots and Hayes, right? Like Coots, when he has his new contract come next year, it's at least going to be like eight and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So you have eight and a half, you have seven, a little over seven. Like you're probably not going to sign Scott Lawton to like a little over three, Per year and have 18 million tied up between those like I, I honestly wonder if because he's a second overall pick and teams are so reluctant to admit they're wrong especially what we've seen with like JVR going to the Leafs like I wonder do you think Chuck's willing to bet on Patrick again going into next year 
I mean, I hope not. I like I love Nolan Patrick and I'm a huge fan of him, but I was just like they cannot take a bet of like, well, we're not gonna re-sign Scott Lawton or address the center position in the offseason because we believe Patrick can come back. Like they can't do that. They can't do that again. So they have to from the extension of that, does that mean that you think Limblom starts on the fourth line in their head at three million a year? Because he hasn't been I mean, any I, better I, than Patrick by any means. I mean, I don't. I that's that's like apples to oranges for me, though. Like Lindblom isn't. You're talking about Lindblom playing fourth line, making what he did next year versus Nolan Patrick versus the team not addressing three C and potentially losing Scott Lawton. I'm not saying that though. And, I'm saying that you're saying that you wouldn't bet on him, but at three million a year. Wouldn't you assume that Chuck Fletcher is going to pencil in? They have no choice Oscar but to bet Lindblom. on Oscar Lindblom, though they already paid him. Like no, like they, no one pat like that's that to me that's that's a different conversation. Like you can't say we're going to go into next year with Nolan Patrick as three C because we think he'll bet. Like after this year, you just can't do that because it, it I you'll have another season like this. Really, the like, two of them just you, neither neither Patrick nor Lindblom have. Any kind of trade value, they just don't. Um, I don't. I, I think don't that Patrick it. does. I think that that second overall pick pedigree is worth more than we think. Yeah, especially with GMs in the league. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying I want Patrick as three C. I'm just trying to see it through the lens of like Chuck Fletcher and what he's more like more than likely to do. Like maybe he starts him out at four C, but I get the question then becomes is like okay, like. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I feel as though, yeah, they're going to make some moves, but at the same time, like without signing and overpaying someone a UFA, like I feel like, unfortunately, we're probably going to be stuck with one of those, if not both of those, in the top nine next What year. about Morgan I mean, Frost? Then, then they're going to get... What it, about Morgan Frost? I mean, either, either way. If you, you don't know you what Morgan Frost go, is. You cannot go into next year with Nolan Patrick or Morgan Frost as your penciled in third-line center. It, you yeah. just can't... Even if, even if Patrick winds up or Frost winds up next year taking the reins, and by the end of the year they're like, "Oh wow, they're ready for it." You cannot go into the season. No, with, I mean I'm, I'm not I, saying I necessarily disagree. It's just I I find it package I don't know the if two of them to get a real th- three C, one that's on a reasonable contract. Because either way, you're going to overpay. So in free agency, you're either going to overpay with term or, or or actual dollar figure, or you can overpay in a trade and trade more assets than you're comfortable with to get something that's more reasonable. Over the long term, either way, you're going to pay yeah, more. The, the, the real decision is whether or not they want to. And this is in my opinion. The, it's not about whether or not they want Nolan Patrick to play three C. I think they've they've already internally they're probably like we cannot do that. We like even if they don't want to trade him, and they don't want to give up on him, they're probably like he needs to be fourth line center or third wing next year to start. The internal conversation is probably: Are we more comfortable with a trading Scott Lawton now and getting good value back for him? Or and then having to overpay on a third line center in free agency, or would we rather not trade Lawton and miss out on value and have to pay him anywhere between what two seven to five two seven five to three five in the off season? Yeah. I think that's probably the conversation. And I mean, if we're serious about this team playing well or being a good team, as much as I'd want them to get value on Lawton right now, I would probably be fine with him being 3C next year at 3-whatever. I mean, he's probably as good as you're going to get there. 
Well, I guess the question then becomes, I know you see you don't want to trade Lawton, but what do you think, based on the value out there, some of those other trades, you think we could get for him? Well, let's see a point. Let's bring up what Felino got traded for. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. It's, it's not completely comparable, but um, Columbus traded Nick Felino, their captain, to Montreal for a first and two-fourths. Then they retained – wait, I'm, I'm confused. Did they train – San Jose – San Jose, yeah, San Jose retained twenty five percent in return, got a fourth, and then um, Columbus got a first and a fourth for Felino. And so, yeah. first and a fourth for Felino, who um, seven goals, nine assists this year. Yeah, he scores at a fourth line rate, and he's a good defensive center. He, I think someone someone posted on Twitter that Lawton has the same number of points in like thirty less games over the past couple of seasons. This um, year, I don't he's know. Got- Sorry, go ahead, Matt. No, no, go ahead. What does he have? No, I was going to say, this year, Lawton has the same amount of goals and one more assist in five less games. So Yeah, so I'm not sure, analytically speaking, who's a better defensive player. Obviously, they, they took a run at that and for, I guess, his leadership, his his toughness. I know that's the most common thing that's brought he, up for the He's a leases. tough customer. They... He, he is. He's got some grit. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's a... He's a 46 core side this year versus Lawton's 49-4. So, I mean, I, and of course he's not the only defensive metric or whatever, obviously. But, I mean. It's telling to, to an extent. Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you guys this. If, um, I don't know, th- throw any competing team at you. They give you first round for a Scott Lawton. Do you taking it? 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you can sign yeah. him in the offseason. There's like, that's the one thing I don't know if like they're maybe worried about. If he goes somewhere else, somewhere else. They have success, and then he's like, "Oh, like maybe I'd rather have this during my prime years." Mm-hmm. Um, but then you don't know if he has to take a little haircut on the salary or whatever it may be. So I don't know. It's depending if he's driven on the money or kind of his chance to compete. Yeah, I mean, I think once you make the trade, you—it's one of those things where like you tell Scott, like, "Hey, maybe we can circle back around the off season." But I think when you make the move, you're you're like sixty forty or seventy thirty, being like, okay, we're probably losing this player for sure. Like they're you know, yeah. which in that case, then go out and find a comparable three C. You know, what's what's like Joe Pavelski's contract or something? It's like a that? it's like, a heavy hit if I remember right. But is it that many yeah. years though? No, so he got like three years, year? like eight million. Okay. okay, something like that. I'm not sure how many years into the deal he is. I don't sure, know if this is second or third, but I think this is. This is this has to be year two, right? Yeah, it's at least yeah. year two. So anyway, I I think if you if you can get a first round pick for Scott Lawton, you absolutely take the deal, and you just roll the dice in the off season. There's because you I can mean, move that just, pick exactly along with yeah. your first. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be a high value first and a low value first. I think to me the Lawton one is interesting, but I don't want to cut ahead too far or, or bounce back or whatever because um, there aren't really many big trades that have happened. Um, but if you're looking at like defense, Savard getting moved for a third round pick. I mean, a Shane Goss is bare. First and a third? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, well, Shane Goss is bare is currently in the midst of one of his best offensive stretches of hockey in quite some time. And I would be selling so high on Ghost right now. I mean, you. I. I'm happy he's playing relatively well. He's still a mess in his own zone. Um, and I'm generally want, gen, generally want to defend his play in his own zone, at least over the last handful of years. But 
I mean, he's just prone to huge turnovers still. Um, but man, he's he's firing on all cylinders right now in offense. I think a team like the Bruins, who just lost Grizzlick and are already thin on defense, I can't imagine a team wouldn't you wouldn't be able to work out a deal for Ghost There's right now. There's their Tory Krug replacement. Well, I, to I an mean, extent. at least and the power play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I it all think depends on how that serious would, those injuries are. Suck that would suck so bad if they traded Ghost to Boston. <laughs> That'd be brutal. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for trading ghosts. Um, if I just because I I don't think he's gonna have a spot here, even though I think he deserves one. Um, you know, it's just just about asset management at this point. If, if you're just gonna have a guy making that money, just playing thirty percent of the games and just not getting in and not letting him do what he does best, then yeah, just move him. I mean, there's no there's no use. You can allocate those funds elsewhere. So listen, if Boston comes calling and they, I would, I would want a second at least, but at least oh, it, with know. the way he's been playing. Yeah. And the was fact he, that was he three goals Super- in the last three games or two in the last three, yeah, he's going to hit double digits this year. Yeah. And he's now fourth all time in flyers goals by defenseman, which is insane. Um, Especially for a team. If, if a team's struggling offensively on their power play, right? Like yeah. again, I said, Mark Savard, David Savard, a first and a third. David Savard, UFA, like obviously Brings nothing what? what would you consider? Yeah, he's a very good defensive defenseman. Maybe like a number four. Maybe is that not generous enough, five. Mike? Like a three oh, or four? I, four. I think that's. I think four or four five is generous for him. In my okay, opinion. I think four. I think four in, or five. In my, I mean, NHL GMs probably. We've talked about this all the time. They probably see him as a three four. I see him as yeah. a four five. But so then the question becomes like, what do? And that's the funny thing that you bring up is like we always try to think of like realistic deals, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, apparently Hextall is trading from for Delorier from the Ducks for the the Penguins. So maybe if, like you said, like if there's a team that fits, whether it's the Bruins, I mean, their their power play is obviously very good, so that's not an issue for them. But even if it's someone else who is like a a competing team in the playoffs whose whose power play has struggled they maybe they give a first for us like who knows i mean he's he's been playing so well recently like mike mentioned and i don't want to trade him but as both of you mentioned it's it's one of those things we're at the point now where it's like it's time to to part well, ways unfortunately too with like with ghosts every everyone now is like which I don't necessarily disagree with, but everyone now is like, Ghost has been the Flyers' best defenseman for like the past two weeks or something like that. And, and like that might very well be true, but it took us 40 games to get here. Like, I, there was, in the whole beginning of the season, Ghost couldn't get into games. Ghost was invisible. Like, Ghost was shooting high and wide again. For the whole last year, he looked not great. Like, at some which point, is like why saying, you sell high on him. Yeah, exactly, exactly, which is why you move him now because we've seen now for however many years he's been on this team, at least since the injuries, like it's you can't just wait around for him to look good again because it's just going to be frustrating. It's going to put your team in a bad spot because you have a guy who should be at a number four level playing at a number seven level, and you just can't wait for the hope that they're going to get there again. Um, and now that he's here, that's great, but like I said, it took the entire year for him to get here. So, just I mean, move on, move on, and get your get your assets back, and you can at least feel good about it. Like, yeah, I wish it would have worked out with Ghost, but we, you know, we were able to get a good player back or a or a good package of picks or whatever back. 
And don't so, worry, we got we got Robert Haig to uh, take his spot spot moving forward. So yeah, Bobby Haig with the with a big assist uh, in the Boston game, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone was fawning over him for two game stretch. Yeah. By the way, funny to watch. Real quick, um, is is I don't know if this is I was li- I was uh, I was listening. Does Jim Jim Jackson and, and Jonesy? How much do they love Ristolainen? Like a lot. Oh apparently. my! I, I was can't stand to that it. Today. I cannot stand it. It was so. What bad. is going on? And they're like, they're like, and a reasonable cap hit five point four million. So I was like, it's absurd. Oh. He's been not good ever since being drafted. He has not been good this year. He looks okay because he's the only legitimate NHL defenseman besides Darlene on that. Uh, back end for them like I don't I, I don't see it I've never seen it with Risa Linen. I look at his 45.8 Corsi and even on a bad team that's still really bad and I look at his four goals and nine assists and I don't I don't it's, know what he brings besides the 22 minutes and the fact that he plays somewhat physical. I really don't. That's see what it anything is. Like else. Our team's so soft that I think every time they watch us play him and like he just bullies people. Like that's who we need. I, I think it speaks more to our, our toughness as a team than it does to him as a player. So I, yeah, I, I I get that. I, it's an, it is like he did make good impressions on the fans when he would like put Konechny on the wall or whatever. But like to me, that doesn't matter when he's been on the ice for like virtually every single goal we score against the Sabers. It feels like I yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, to He's me, not it's someone like at that cat hit that we want yeah. on this team. It's like confirmation bias. It's like when Jody Shelley scored goals against the Flyers in back to back games in like 2010, <laughs> and then and the then next, like him. in that offseason, they they signed him to be like the, the glue guy oh, in the locker room. It's like, God. why? This dude hadn't scored a goal in two years, and he, like. Because he could throw yeah. him, that's why. That guy could, yeah. That guy could fight. Um, yeah. I do remember one Jody Shelley goal. He blocked a Bufflin shot at the point and took it the other way and took a, a ripped a slap shot from the dot. Good for, for him. A goal on a breakaway. It was sick. Love that. But yeah. Um, listen, Ristolainen, I understand everything you said, and I agree with both of you. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no. Listen, you, you, I, listen I, <laughs> I'm being realistic. I would not trade anything for him. Um, Maybe a pick, but it, I mean, not a first round pick, and that's what you'd have to do. The problem is, though, so he's scary. But he's, he's only got second... one year left. He's only got one year left. He's going to be UFA. Yeah, but a five point four right? million in a flat cap world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it'd be tough. I just, I just want more physicality. I want this team to be tougher to play against. I think you got, you got Sam Moran. Yeah, there you, Sam. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think that's enough. Sam Moran gets. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a controversial take here. I've seen Sam Moran get knocked on his ass a few times I know, in his, in his Flyers stint recently. Like I, I don't know. If, I get he's a tough guy, but he's gotten bumped down by some smaller players yeah, he, recently. He needs I, to, uh, especially <laughs> now that the Flyers are, excuse me, now that the Flyers are pretty much all but out of the playoffs. Like now's the time for him to prove that he deserves to stay here. So get yeah, out there, yeah. play within yourself. Don't try and be something you're not. Keep it simple, KSS. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, he has just, been. He's been playing yeah, relatively he's been, he's been well. It the simplest the game pairings, I've ever him seen, and yeah. Ghost have been. Uh, they've been a, you know, a okay. Pair. He's a UFA as well too. After this season, believe it or not, I think mm-hmm. I saw someone say that he hasn't played enough games before age twenty five, so he's like a certain class UFA now. Um, so exactly he's going to be what you want out of your first overall or your. Uh... Whatever, yeah, from 2013, eight years ago. Yeah. Best. Um, um, we can start to wrap up. I'll just say this: best, um, 
best trade for me was the Avs getting Devin Dubnik. So your uh, your your folks should be happy, Matt. They uh, they're getting the I think a pretty good insurance policy. I think Dubnik's pretty good. Yeah, probably better than what they what they have. And like we mentioned, I mean, if anything, it's it will at least keep them afloat if there is an in- injury to. Uh, why am I blanking on their starter's name? Grubauer. 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 Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good good trade for them from a kind of just purely depth perspective. I don't think for any by any stretch of the imagination, if Grubauer goes down indefinitely, that he's going to take them and win them a cup. But yeah, that's not the intention of that trade. So I liked that uh, Blackhawks and Panthers trade for the Blackhawks at least. I I really like Henrik Borgstrom and Riley Stillman. I think those are two good young players. I, I really heard a like word Borgstrom. of any of them, so I'm trusting you. <laughs> I've never heard them before. Well, the guys, the guys, Florida got back. Uh, I mean, am I looking at that trade right? It was Chicago yeah. got Stillman and Borgstrom, right? This this trade yeah. thing they got Brett Connolly for yeah. the cap yeah. space, and then Riley Stillman, Henrik Borgstrom for yeah. Carlson and Walmart. Yeah, I really like those two young players. So Chicago's they're very quickly retooling. I could imagine within the next couple of years them finding themselves back in the well, if Kane and Taves still have it, I guess by that point. But I thought they were still in cap hell. I guess not with Seabrook coming off the books or not. Probably so not now. A nice they retirement. Just, yeah, they find creative ways for people to retire. So <laughs> I will say this: um, in the off season, I think I'm going to make this is my prediction real quick. The Flyers go to Calgary, and I think they make, like, a mega deal. I think it's more than one player. I think they go to Calgary. That. They say, hey, we're two teams that are, are – both of us need big-time shakeups. You know, it's it's hard to move money right now, but, you know, both of us need changes of scenery for these players. The Flyers get Goudreau and, and maybe a Hannafin, like Mike said, or, or someone else. The Flyers send Jake and – I don't know, Patrick, Patrick and, and Jeez, Sanheim Patrick and, and, and something. I don't know. Yeah, Sanheim, whatever. Jesus. Whatever your right. package is. I, I don't know. Make up your <laughs> Joe, package. Joe's just like, fuck. <laughs> Listen, I, I really, I, 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 you guys, I don't know. We, we very, are, we're very, very different on expectations of what you'd get back for Nolan Patrick. I just, I wouldn't want to trade him. Well, I don't see getting a first or that... second round pick. I don't see it. Now for a sweetener, do it. Throw him in for, for a bigger deal. I don't have a problem with that. Do it. But I don't, I don't see a team no, calling I, I agree. tomorrow for like, hey, I'll give you a first. I don't even think they could get a second round pick for him. Honestly, no, no one's calling for Nolan Patrick. But the Flyer, if the Flyers, the Flyers shopping him is different. That's like them yeah. pursuing deals. I think that you could absolutely find a team willing to make a deal for him. Yeah, that's a low risk, high reward deal for yeah, some rebuilding team that could put him at second line center or third line center or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with your deal, or uh, Joe. Like, I like the base of that. I think Calgary. Same can assume that Johnny Hockey's not coming back after UFA um, from all the unless he plays his talk games out with there. more energy. Yeah, and and that, that's what I mean. Like even that coach, like again, I'm forgetting everyone's who is what's Daryl Sutter. Coach? That's Darryl that's Sutter. two two straight Sutter references you've you've blanked on. Uh, I think the last time you brought him up, yeah, like, you didn't yeah. know him either. Yeah, Matt yeah, has I'm very little time for dinosaurs, Mike. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. We always joke about like, Haig being in a part of a deal. Like he honestly strikes me as a coach who would be like, "Yeah, I want that." Yeah, like, watching him play, like, I could see a Patrick, a 
Jake because of the cap for Hannafin, Johnny Hockey, and like we would have to throw in a Hague first. if they. I mean, maybe. Oh, yeah, I mean, again, maybe. I I think like Goudreau looking at it, Goudreau and Hannafin. I think you could do Jake, fine, Hague, Patty, and, and a first. And, and, I don't think a first is needed. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Then I do mean, it. Those are two Joe, guys. I love that, it. I don't want to pay that. I'm guys, just thinking the flames. The flames are so low on Goudreau and Hannafin. It's not even funny. All right. Then let's let's throw a third instead of a first. And just the cap winds up working out there too because I think the flyer. You're. I think you're even on that trade. Basically, because with Jake and Hague, you're talking about ten, like a little over ten with Patty. Yeah. So maybe close to eleven. Johnny and makes Hannafin. six, and he makes five, something like that. Hannafin makes yeah. four or five, I think. Yeah, four or five. Okay, yeah. So I mean, you're you're pretty much there. Give or take a couple yeah. hundred thousand dollars. So, Ghost, and you don't have to worry about that. signing Ghost and those a, guys. Uh, like, uh, all right. So and then you take that first. You were going to give Calgary Ghost and a first for Line A, and oh, sign Line I mean, to the max deal. And then in no way does that <laughs> trade the listen, max deal. And then you trade and you get uh, Nathan McKinnon <laughs> this too. Is basketball. Listen, you get McKinnon, <laughs> All right. and then... we're off the we're off the rails now. Well, I'm just saying, it's uh, the max. Uh, I love that. Sign him to the max. <laughs> Real quick, are we doing Stanley Cup updated? Yes, st- we Stanley are. Cup picks. Rip through it. Okay, uh, you guys go first. Um, I think I actually don't know who I picked to win it this year. I might have been high on the Flyers coming into the year, to be honest. Um, I think I picked the, ass. but. I want to go with the Leafs, but they're still the Leafs, in my opinion, until they show that they can win a playoff round. That's fair and enough. And I might believe in them. But, I, man, maybe I'll maybe I'll go. Fuck, it's going to be the Islanders, isn't it? Oh, Jesus, It's going to be the oh. Islanders. Oh, I don't know. Gross. Something about me. I have a feeling, like, when I, I, I have the same feeling watching that team that I did when I watched those back-to-back Penguins cups where i just caught a game from them and i remember being like this is a stanley cup team and for some reason when i've seen the islanders it there's just a feeling i have about yeah this team might win the cup well, even though i don't think i don't think they're that like uncle well here's great. the listen the islanders are just one of those teams and they have them occasionally in every sport where they don't have a defined star i mean they actually do in barzell but they don't he doesn't get to get that shine because uncle lou hates him but yeah you know, they're just a really well-coached team, and every single one of their players knows their role, and they know their role yeah. better than anybody else on earth, and they play it perfectly. So, I mean, it's just it's it's an elite group of role players, and it's kind of funny. Uh, That's that, such a good way to put it. Yeah, they're they're an elite group of role players that everybody. It's like the Devils team. From uh, well, and all, all, only skill they had was Kovalchuk and Freeze. It's, and it's but. Lou. And look, he's building it again. He traded for Sajak. He traded for Paul yeah. Mary. Like he's just he's like, hmm, yes, New Jersey, New New York, New Islanders. Yes, let's do this. It's gonna be the. I could I mean, see they got the goalie too. Goalie's good. But yeah, Sorokin is good. Trotz, I think is. I think Trotz might be the best coach in the NHL. Right now, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. he's the best coach in the NHL. Um, he, he gets every I think, ounce of juice out of that group. Go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say, I think uh, it's kind of shitty because I won't be able to watch him. I just found it. I thought for some reason that we could watch the Avs out here, um, even in the playoffs, I should say, but that's not the case. So Unreal. I was going to say it would be the most fun team to watch win it, 
Um, I was at first, I was like, oh, maybe because Vegas had to trade a bunch of players off and on paper they're not as good. And then mm-hmm. I looked at their lineup and they have Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson, Thomas Noshik, and Nicholas Waugh as their one, two, three, four. I just don't see how that gets it done as much as I originally thought maybe they could have been the team. So I'm going to go with the Avs if mm, Grubauer can pick. play well. Um, I mean, they have so much depth up front. They have a very good defensive core. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'll go with my roommates here and, and pick the Avs to win it all. All right, so Mike, you said Islanders. Matt, you said let's just Avs. Let's revisit your original Stanley Cup pick, Joe. Who, I, Montreal, you stand by that? I'll stand by that. You know what? Fuck it. This is the yeah. year. You stand by it? I stand by oh, it. Boy. Montreal Canadiens are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Why not? Stranger things have happened this year. You know what move are they going to make at the deadline to bolster that? I don't know. They put Mete on waivers. Mete. Yeah, that's your put Mete on waivers. That's Wouldn't your that boy. You picked him up. They want defense. They want defense. That's your boy, Mike. You, you don't. Do they need offense defensemen? Should we send them ghost? He, it's like only a it's a one one week quarantine now for Canada. So maybe maybe they look to the states to add somebody. But this is my uh, here's here's how the Canadians win the Stanley Cup. You ready? Carey Price mm-hmm. just Corey. goes back to like eight years ago. If he goes back to eight years ago, they win. Or even last year. Even, even yeah, playoffs. last year in the playoffs. He was really good last year. If, if, yeah. if he can find his game, I think um, if Cole Caulfield gets called up, Ooh. that kid's lighting it up in the NHL. He had two goals the other night. Uh, Flyers, yeah. <clears throat> Flyers should have gotten him. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll stick with my Canadians pick. Why not? Vive la France. Wow. Allez, l'habitant, right. right? Sticking to your guns. I like that. Why not? Why not? They've, they've taken me this far. Um, Flyers trade for Shea Weber? Yes or no? No, oh, God. No, 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 no. Where did that I think come he's, from? I what? think he's making like nine mil until he's like 45. Yeah, he's making a lot of money. I will say this. People, um, I don't watch a ton of Montreal games, but um, I know like a couple years ago, like his stats were definitely on the decline. I'm curious to see if they still are or if they kind of leveled He had off. a revival last year. Ah, he had okay. a revival last year. But a lot of it was because uh, usage and... Uh, Jeff Petrie just I, became Petrie a legitimate number one Petrie defenseman. Is, Petrie he, I love Petrie. I've liked him for a few years, but then last year he legit became a number yeah. or, or a top pair defenseman. Oilers could use a player like that, don't you think? Maybe. Um, <laughs> if only they had him at one point. I'll, we'll end with this. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys, um, does Chuck Fletcher, what does he do tomorrow? What do the Flyers do tomorrow? Well, because he hates us, he's trading um, – Gustafson for a sixth, and that's it. I still take that. I really. <laughs> I take it. I don't even I... know. Michael Roffel gets traded for a fourth or a third. It's a good one. I forgot about Roff. Yeah, he, he wasn't playing tonight. He, he didn't play today. Yeah, he scratched him. So Roffel rarely ever gets scratched, and he's been scratched a few times in the last couple of weeks. I don't think that bodes well for his time in Philly. But nah, he can. That's Mike's first insider uh, hint. Yeah. He's not going to reveal his uh, his sources. Yeah, but. I got I got a source on this one. I can't uh, can't reveal it. As much as I love to throw a hot take out there, I just um, I agree. I think Chuck's not going to do much. Maybe he unloads Gustafson if there's a taker, but I don't see anything major. I think I don't think Lawton gets dealt. Maybe it's too quick of a turnaround, right? Today you you lose and you're basically out of it, and now tomorrow you have to scramble to be like, yeah, he, oh fuck, who wants this? Who wants this? I, I like, would right, have to like I, I would have to think they have some kind of. Con- I would hope. They had some kind of contingency plan for losing today, which Hopefully. Chuck was like, hey, all right, I got side deals set up, so 
All right, we'll talk tomorrow. So we'll see. With that Harvard education, you would hope. Ah, Harvard, yeah. Look <laughs> out. I went to Phoenix online. Great education. <laughs> go, go, are you a blue? Yeah. All right, are you? What's the mascot? No, no, no. Bluth is uh, that's an Arrested Development uh, joke, oh, which um, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm tough look for me. Joe Bluth, Joe, Joe <laughs> Bluth, Joe Bluth. There you go. So there you go. All right, gents. We will. Uh, everybody will check back in with you middle of the week. Um, I did buy tickets to go see the Flyers with my dad on uh, in April, late April, two weeks from now, I think. So um, that'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll see him maybe win against the Devils. I hope, but. Anything else you guys want to say before we end? Death is uh, upon us, and it's merciful. <laughs>